Hello everyone, my name is Ovin, and welcome back to Keyboard Smash. Carry on my wayward son. Hi everyone. <laughs> As has already been mentioned, welcome to season two, episode four of Keyboard Smash. I am the hostess with the mostest, Obin. And if you didn't catch it before today, we're going to be talking about my favorite TV show, or at least one of my favorite TV shows in the entire world, which is Supernatural. Um. Today's episode will be kind of special because this is actually the first episode in a two-part series where I will be talking about Supernatural. Uh, Throughout this episode, I will be talking more, I guess focusing more on the show itself, whereas in the next episode, I will discuss the show's impact on fan culture, its surrounding literature, uh, and just sort of how this show has grown to be so much more than a show. Uh, I'm obviously doing this because it's November, and if you are a fellow Supernatural um, fan like myself, you would know that November is a very special month, because November was the month where the final episode aired last year, but also we had one of the most iconic moments in modern TV history, which is the Dean Cast Confession, and I'm calling it the Dean Cast Confession specifically, and not just the Cast Confession, because it is a Dean Cast confession, and if that doesn't tell you that I am a heller, yes I am. So if you are someone who, uh, I guess like, if you're someone who's like a strict bi-bro, which means for anyone who's just tuning in because you're kind of interested, uh, a bi-bro is someone who's perception of the show is very focused on the two brothers. It's not too, con- they're not too concerned with surrounding characters and cast. So. That's what a bi-bro is. A heller is somebody who is an avid Dean Cass shipper. They're called hellers because Dean and Cass met in hell when Cass pulled Dean out of hell. But that is, we're going to be talking about like the plot and the basic summary um, today in this episode. Um, and yeah, this is really exciting. I'm really excited for this. I actually did research for this one. So um, stick around if you kind of like the vibe so far. Don't forget to subscribe to this potty and to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, let's begin. So I want to start off by giving like some basic background information of the show. Uh, and we'll start with sort of like the summary. And according to Wikipedia, the summary of the show, Supernatural, um, is about... Brothers Dean and Sam, following in their father's footsteps, who then these like set out to eliminate monsters, demons, and other supernatural entities that exist on Earth. That is actually pretty bare bones, in my opinion, because it's 15 hellish seasons of family. I feel like that's the central theme of this show. It's about family, it's about fan family, chosen family, blood family. It's real it is a show about family at its core the um but it's sort of disguised as this monster hunting uh, middle america sort of like i don't know like jack Kerouac on the road kind of show what is i'll talk about this later but what is very interesting about the show is like i said it set out to be sort of the show for middle america it was the show where like you had these two all-american boys dean and sam doing sort of like what is the basis of the american ideal which is going out and like 
conquering evil, if that made sense. Um, because in my mind, the American ideal is very like guns blazing, ahoy ahoy. Uh, <laughs> they're pirates, apparently. But they sort of represented that Americana ideal. And what's really interesting, it sort of devolved into this really incredible story about free will, about faith, and about family. That it's sort of, I don't know, it's, it's a very interesting duality, dichotomy. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it is very interesting. And we sort of watch Dean and Sam grow up together through flashbacks. And we watch them grow out of their very codependent relationship, which I'll go into later. And it this show is truly an exploration of, I guess, like trauma and how people heal and grow from it or how they don't heal and grow from it how dean and sam these two brothers they grow out of their codependent relationship and they start to develop lives outside of each other but i would say that that basic background of the show that's provided by wikipedia is actually pretty accurate so uh i'm not going to comment on that too much (laughs) as the next part of the sort of like background information i'm going to talk about the main characters so i've decided to just talk about team free will 1.0 so i'm really sorry jack i'm not going to be talking about you I'm so sorry because Jack has only sort of been uh, a main character in the last sort of like what three four seasons so and in the fourth season he wasn't there Alexander Calvert wasn't there he, he, Jack was still just like an extension of Kelly anyways um I talk as if everyone knows who I'm talking about uh, Jack is uh a Nephilim I think that's how you pronounce it which means he's half angel half human he is the half human son of Lucifer uh he has he has a very interesting he's a very interesting character in the sense that he's the son of lucifer but he sort of embodies this idea of chosen family because he chooses cast as his father and he tries to mold himself against cast which means that he grows up and he is someone who just tries his very best to be a very good person at his core um but the fact that it just hasn't been around as long as some of these other characters, I've decided to not focus on him as much. So we're going to be focusing on Team Free Will 1.0, which consists of the two brothers, Dean and Sam, and their loyal angel, <laughs> Cass. Uh, we're going to start off with Dean. Uh, Dean is your older brother, and he is, at first glance, like typical older brother he was originally very mr americana we sort of when we're introduced to him we know that he's a womanizer he's a flirt he's you know he wears a leather jacket he's sort of like the embodiment of like a bad boy like when you think of like the wattpad bad boy covers you would sort of imagine dean he drives a 67 impala that he inherited from his father so again like he has from the car itself it's not even really his car it's his father's car he sort of molds himself against his father so you sort of see this manifestation of the effects of sort of like your surrounding environment how that affects you which is very interesting because dean is very hyper masculine he's hyper masculine to the point of fault he is uh, a serial womanizer let's face it he is he likes to pretend he has the emotional range of a teaspoon and to be fair he kind of does because he doesn't really understand how to approach anything without a very toxic and masculine not toxic masculine traits like dominance and violence and this is the result of 
a big recurring theme in this show, which is trauma, childhood trauma. And I should have said this before, but big trigger warning because we're going to be talking a lot about trauma. We're going to be talking about abuse because these are all central core themes and ideas to this show. Um, and they're core themes, not because they're ever explicitly mentioned. Uh, the show sort of like weaves them in and you understand it without ever it without it ever being explicitly mentioned to you so big trigger warning for this entire episode i'm really sorry that i haven't mentioned it before so dean's relationship with his father can only be described as abusive like there are so many instances on the show where you realize that his relation that john his father john winchester was an awful father that doesn't necessarily mean he was an awful man because when we flash back we realize that he wasn't that much of a bad guy like before his wife died before mary died before actually not before mary died before he married mary who is uh dean's mother he was a pretty good guy he 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 actually chastised uh in a flashback sort of like time travel scene he chastised dean's father who he didn't know was him like how could he let you like at such a young age got a hunt monster so he is a product of the fact that he had gone to war when he came back he had fall in the war in vietnam he was an alcoholic a trait that he passed on to his son and he was an alcoholic as a way to cope with his wife's death mary's death which he felt he could have prevented um those sorts of things he 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 but that does not excuse his behavior towards both dean and sam but i feel like dean especially because as dean as the older brother he's sort of by he i'm referring to john john sort of forced dean to become both mother (coughs) sorry forced dean to become a mother a father and a brother to sam his little his little brother which is so interesting It, it he this is why, like, Dean's hypermasculinity kind of doesn't make any sense because he's played a quote-unquote feminine role in Sam's life. He was the one who, you know, cooked for Sam. He was the one who looked out for Sam. He was the, he was Sam's shoulder to cry on. So we're shown that, we're shown by the show that he's not emotionally stunted, if that makes sense. He puts up walls around his emotions because of his father's abusive behavior and this abusive behavior we can see in a couple of instances but the ones that i wanted to highlight are the fact that there was this demon azazel and azazel sort of took the form of john uh and dean had shot a gun and he had quote-unquote wasted a bullet and azazel posing as john said i am proud of you and dean's response was dad wouldn't say he was proud of me he would tear me a new one which i feel like that's like the baseline of like that something's not right there because the words i'm proud of you shouldn't be foreign to a child's ears but dean instinctively knows that that's not his father because his father has never said i'm proud of you to him so it that was sort of like the first instance the next instance would be that we know that he was physically abusive like it's not unknown and we know this from dark side of the moon where um dean had left sam alone while their father was out hunting uh, hunting i think like a werewolf or something and then a werewolf got close to sam but dean was able to scare it away and dean talked about like oh but when he got angry and he just sort of stares into the distance and you know that that's the eyes of a traumatized boy so 
baseline is this man has like 201 layers of trauma and those layers of trauma is that's what keeps him from growing out of this mr americana persona and we sort of see him grapple with his trauma throughout the course of 15 seasons and uh, he's sort of labeled by everyone including himself as sort of daddy's blunt instrument he molded himself exactly to be like his father and to be his father's perfect soldier so when his father eventually leaves or in this case dies he kind of doesn't know where to go dean doesn't know who to be anymore when he doesn't have that to model after and you see that when dean's dad dies when john dies you see dean sort of reconnecting with parts of himself um things like by the end of the show we see him cooking more we we see him being more emotionally open even though he's still quite emotionally guarded he's more open um and obviously post 18 he was a very changed person he refused to be labeled as daddy's blunt instrument because we had well he had cast he had cast to prove to him that he wasn't just that so honestly i could go on about dean and his character study but we need to move on to the next person which is sam uh sam from the get-go he's sort of labeled as the quote-unquote smart one which irks me because in my opinion i think dean and sam are both smart i just think that sam is more like traditionally smart like he was in academics he was what he was in yale he was starting law like no, he wasn't at Yale. He was at Stanford. He was at Stanford. He was studying law. Like, he was, like, a very typical academic. And he was the one who wanted a normal life. He was the exact, well, at the very least, outwardly. Dean was okay with hunting. Sam was the one who hated hunting and he didn't want that. He wanted to have a normal life, to have a normal childhood. But he is brought back into that world of hunting when in season one, John goes missing. Which, he actually isn't. So, he just lets these two, these two kids, like, traumatize themselves while he sits and like waits or something i have no idea i've forgotten already but anyways that was when i started hating john um sam's kind of like a half demon boy which gives him a sort of weird power complex because he once got like addicted to demon blood and he like had a whole thing he's now terrified and he was at one point just like terrified of himself so in other words <laughs> he's got the mental illness um and he is traumatized like his brother by his father's behavior but he reacts almost the exact opposite way as dean dean is terrified of commitment he literally cannot do commitment he cannot do it he's terrified of it he's terrified of the idea of having to settle down and fully tear down your walls for another human being whereas sam commits too easily sam any sense of normalcy he will cling on to which means that he commits to things without really thinking it through and the key example of this would be when he enters a relationship with ruby who is a demon who does actually eventually stab in the back but throughout the show, we see him grow out of that. We see him to become. We see him become more cautious, less naive, less hot-headed. We see him sort of gain a sense of peace with the power that he has, which is aided by a witch named Rowena, who sort of teaches him the good bits of power and how you can make sure that it doesn't consume you. So, I'm personally Sam girl. Who knew? I'm an academic. Sam's an academic. It would make no sense that I'm a Sam girl. But it's a weirdly, really weird um, sensation of being a Sam girl. Because I don't like Jared Padalecki. 
<laughs> I just like Sam. Um, but yeah, that's when Sam, he's the little brother. And now we're going to talk about <clears throat> my favorite character, uh, literally the best character, period, uh, Castiel. I love Castiel so much. He is such an interesting character, too. Like, I love him base level because he's like weird and awkward and goofy and sincere and i love him but he's such an interesting character because he quite literally has a fall from grace so if you don't know who castiel is castiel is an angel he is an angel of the lord and he is originally sent down to pull dean from uh, hell in season four and we we're introduced to him in season four episode one lazarus rising um to pull dean from hell and to uh mold him into heaven's into michael's vessel when i say michael i mean the archangel (laughs) haha talking about the one you think about um he has a fall from grace in the sense that he learns to love humanity and he learns to how do i say this he learns to appreciate humanity as it is and not just as like sort of like pawns that he gets to play or pawns in heaven and hell's sort of ultimate throwdown woo 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 (laughs) he falls in love with it he falls in love with humanity and all of its flaws and that causes him to fall from grace in the sense that he ceases to be an angel one of the major conflicts throughout like towards the end of the series is that he's losing all of his powers because he's grown so attached to humanity and he's starting to develop a soul a very human soul he starts to care about people he starts to care about something that isn't just heaven he starts to care about dean and sam and jack and crawley and literally everyone else and if you couldn't tell he is also one with baggage um he has a lot to deal with when it comes to abandonment issues because he has attached so much of his self-worth to how useful he is to other people so he hates it when he can't be useful to other people he wanted like when he uh was human for a period of time he wanted to make sure that he could help sam and dean but dean said no which i don't even want to go into because i'm gonna spend so much time talking about it but dean like said no you need to leave um the bunker which is where they lived um and Cass hated the fact he hated the fact that he was needed by people he hated that because he had spent so much of his life attaching his self-worth to how much he was needed so he's an interesting character to watch grow up because at the end of the season he started to attach something else that isn't his self-worth he starts to rely on himself more he starts to allow himself some assurance some self-assurance and some confidence um and we sort of see him go from like the winchester's best friend to so much more than that because especially when jack enters the picture he understands what it means to be a father and a dad so that adds layers to his character and layers to his experience and it makes him love humanity even more um in summation he is a top-notch eldritch horror and we love him now that we've sort of done a basic rundown of the show i want to talk about why spn or supernatural is both the worst show and the best show in the entire world the good bits are the themes it is it explores so many interesting themes such as found family uh that i've already sort of talked about 
And another one is the power of free will. It is from season like four or five, you're introduced to God, God as a character, as as, as sort of like an entity, uh, like this fiction fictional in the sense that in this show, it's he's uh, God has been made for the show, if that makes sense. Where we find out that God is just like this awful like author and writer, and he wants to control of the characters in the show it's like this whole thing and one of the greatest conflicts is the capturing of free will or the inheriting or the uh how do i say it like the seizing of free will because these characters have unknowingly been playing roles and parts in their lives so they explore those themes they explore those themes of trying to find free will and we reach the conclusion that the only way to achieve free will by the end of the show what we realize is the only way to achieve free will is to love and to do so so powerfully and humanly that nothing can really sort of control you from that you've reached you've reached beyond that barrier at that point and that and we see that in obviously 1518 where Cass is one of the first people in my opinion if not the first person or character to truly achieve free will and he did that by confessing his love so that was great I love that theme another great thing is I love the characters in my opinion the greatest uh sin (laughs) funny sin because we're talking about supernatural anyways the greatest sin that any show, uh, movie, book, piece of media, doesn't matter. The greatest sin that they could commit was to make characters that you don't care about. It. Regardless of whether or not they're main characters, side characters, or if they're just there for five minutes. You need to care about each and one of these characters. I will tell you right now, there is not a single character on the show that you don't feel some type of way about. You could hate them, you could love them, you could think that they're horrible people, you could think that they're just sort of broken, misused... But you feel some type of way about them. And I think that that is very important. And I talk about this when I was reviewing all the Marvel shows, which is I kind of didn't like Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I didn't care about Carly. I didn't care about her as a character. I didn't feel some type of way about her. So I didn't feel any sort of catharsis or relief or emotion when she did eventually die at the end. So... This is very important to me. The fact that I feel some type of way about each of one of these characters is very important to me. So, and the fact that I do just goes to show that this is, like, in my eyes, a good show. And, obviously, as a heller, Dean Kassong Khan. Do not get me started. Dean Kassong Khan is so good. Because it started off with Kripke just not knowing that best friends don't look at each other like that by sarah gamble and oh god who are the i think like webbing like gamble and webbing sort of like that era it switched over to sort of like baiting like they knew that there was a massive fan base so they were like we'll give you this we'll give you this we'll give you this but they didn't really think about it and then we enter um what is his name he makes me mad his face makes me mad i can't think of his name but like the last showrunner what is his name Bassett, nope, that's another one. Uh, Warner, nope. What is his name? Wait, Supernatural Showrunners. Supernatural, no. Natural Showrunners. Dab, 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 dab. Andrew Dab. <laughs> I 
every while. Dab, that actually crossed over to coding. So it's a very interesting thing to watch and to happen. So, one of my favorite parts. And I think it has really good catharsis. I think the way it ended was really good. I think it's one of the best written things that they've written on the show. So, look up Bubba Barons. Woof. Okay. Let's move on to the bad. And the bad is not attached to the show. It's more of the surrounding environment. And one of them is the network and the writers. The network, the minute the show started becoming what it was not originally pitched as, the network hated it. <laughs> uh, like, the network, if you read, like, some of, like, the leaked scripts before, like, like first draft scripts you see that a lot of things were cut out by the network and the network is the cw uh things that could have potentially changed how the catharsis that we felt with dean cast things like that were changed and left out um so it was odd i think the network didn't help with anything, especially when you look at the last two episodes. I really do think that that was sort of like the final episode was the downfall of the network. I really don't think that uh, that uh, the network and the writers, obviously, but I feel like the network also had a pretty big hand in it. And the writers. The thing about Supernatural is that they have a rotating, they have ro- a, nope, they have a rotating cast of writers, which essentially means that they all take turns writing different episodes, which is normal for a TV show. It's just that each writer has such different agendas. People like Boba Barons, they were very, like, for Dean Cast, and they wanted to write Dean Cast. But then you had the Bybros on there. They had, they had like, proper, like, Cesties on there as well. So, it's, there are a lot of, like, storylines and plotlines that are just never resolved because things were thrown in by one like writer and they're just never picked up by the next writer despite them so it's it means that the show itself a lot of the times feels really incomplete (laughs) because they don't decide beforehand what they want to do every episode and they don't come to conclusion together they just sort of do whatever they want so you could be like they they grew so much as a character and then in the next episode all of that character development is like crushed and ruined by the next writer so that one's awful. And the next is the show has a horrible treatment of women. Literally, there are so many female characters that are introduced in one episode, and by the end of the episode, they are dead. So I'm gonna just throw it out there. The fact that this show had a majority of male writers did not help with that. I'll end that there. <laughs> now I want to move on to the best, and that is and I've mentioned this before, this show is completely out of the writer's hands. It truly gained free will of its own, which I just think is so cool. And I want to leave you with that. I want to leave you with that thought. The fact that the show has free will in life of its own and is now no longer just writer's property. I want to leave you with that tidbit because that is what we're going to be picking up with next episode. So that's it. Woo! This was the first part of the Supernatural episode. It was a little bit all over the place, and I'm kind of sorry. No, I am sorry about that, and I am actually quite sorry about the fact that I couldn't, like, really go in-depth about the show itself, but uh, do look out for the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I will say as sort of, like, not homework. What was I going to say? To look forward to the next episode. 
there are a lot of great like video analyses on youtube of this show sort of the surrounding fan culture as well um so you want to go watch some of those as prep that i don't know you can go do that um i think that's it for me thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed please subscribe to the potty and rate this potty on apple podcasts um and yeah i'll see you next week bye